You've got a lot of sausages and things that just come to their head and... And it chipped it away again! Toby Flood. God's sake! He pulled my scrub cap off and he squirted water in my face and you're not allowed to do that. Shut it off! Shut the goodness off! What a yoga! <laughs> Welcome everyone to the final episode of season two of the Waste High Rugby podcast. Podcast about Norwegian rugby that Apparently, people are now asking for, so uh, you're going to get it now. Um, I'm here with Tom and Adam. Ben, unfortunately, has got some horrendous illness. Uh, and Ed, apparently, he's in Cape Town with his missus who he hasn't seen for three months. Not that that's an excuse to miss a pod, but he's not here, so you've got me hosting instead. Uh, I'll ask Tom first. Tom, how are you doing, mate? I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. And Adam, how's the how's the body and the head? Yeah, not too bad. I think uh, I think this morning I started to come back up to sort of like 90%. Uh, it took me a while to get over that weekend, uh, physically and uh, and emotionally. But uh, yeah, I started to get good. It was, it was a bit of a shock to the system. On Monday, I got to work and the boss is like, Oh, we got the guy from your uh, your lairling thing here this week. This week, um, you're going to be doing your, your Svenabrev, which, for those you don't know, it's a a five day exam, uh, practical exam, and uh, I had to do four hours of planning for that, and with a very sore head and sore body. So I'm I'm halfway through a five five uh, five day exam because I, I managed to postpone the actual exam till Wednesday, and it's going on till next week. So yeah, good. But yeah, apart from that, uh, yeah. Yeah, glad to be back sitting in my bedroom and talking to you boys. Would you have to build a bird birdhouse or um, a red <laughs> birdhouse? I wish. No, it's a 120 year old uh, barn, it's a massive barn. So uh, got to renovate, doing a big renovation on it at the moment. So I'm just doing a section of that for my. Uh... So this time next week, I shall be a fully qualified tumor, which I'm uh, very proud to, to or will be very proud to say. A fully qualified tumor, tumor. Carpenter. Oh, Carpenter, right. Yeah. Good man, good man. Um, yeah, so I think today is the final pod of the regular season. Um, season two, I think it's been the most successful season so far. Didn't have to do a lot to beat season one, but uh, we, we'll go through the Latvia game. Obviously, hopefully you heard Adam's away day in Latvia pod which was which was absolutely brilliant but we'll get a bit more of a lowdown on on the actual game hear what Tom and I ha- think about what happened in the game we'll also hear <clears throat> about what's next for the national team when the new games are and what they're what they're expecting and then we'll just go through the season uh we'll go through who won what we'll go through some of the highlights and we'll talk about what we're looking forward to for for next year but I think to start off with, let's hear from the VC. We heard him in the airport and in the pub, um, but we didn't hear a huge amount about the game. Adam, now you've had a few days to to kind of soak it in and to and to reflect. How can you can you tell us about the game? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, as I alluded to on the pod, we knew there were going to be a tough opposition uh, for them coming down from the group above us. Uh, uh, last season uh we knew they were going to be tough and up against it um they'd forfeited against andorra the week before so they needed they needed to beat us with a bonus point to 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 be able to keep their aspirations of going back up um but yeah it's it was a very very tough game uh tough in the respect that they were very organized you can tell that you know they were playing together very regularly they're basically made up of two teams um they train very very regularly together they got some big units there um and yeah just uh, i don't think uh the guys particularly played um played bad as a, as, a, as such it was just we were just um, we were just outgunned i think um i don't know what 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 can you say i mean it's very difficult to say anything other than that when you get beat 53-8 you know but i'm just so glad that the boys actually got it got some points on the board and uh, you know could hold a high uh, hold our heads up a little bit yeah Tom, from the outside, what do you do? You agree with what Adam said, or can you can you add anything else? I agree with Adam. I think it was a case of 
like I said it to Adam just before the pod, I said, I think like sometimes when I watch Norway, I get frustrated because I'm like, they should be competing more or I know the players are a little bit better or someone might be having an off day and, it, and it's a little bit frustrating because you think they could perform better because against the other opposition, it's a bit more like equal. Whereas against Latvia, it didn't feel like that. It was just felt like Latvia were a class above. And then, and then it's just a mismatch of talent, I think. And I think that's sort of why the scoreboard was what it was. But at the same time, it's not just a mismatch of talent, it's a mismatch of preparation, a mismatch, mismatch of everything, really. Mm-hmm. As Adam played together. And yeah, as you said, Adam, they, they play in against Lithuania quite a lot as well. All the clubs play in the Lithuanian league and they're, Lithuania are a proper team as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, 100%. They play in the Baltic League. So uh, some of the guys, during this, I think it's during the summer they play in the Baltic League. So the guys who play domestically in Latvia and in the Baltic League, they'll play two games a week um, wow. together. Do you know what I mean? So you're up against that. But I just thought what was... Um, I mean, we can learn a bit from Latvia as well. I mean, I... I when you when you play against opposition who was clinical as that, like you give them half a meter, and then all of a sudden they're fifty meters down the pitch or twenty meters down the pitch, you can't do any of this, um, you know, scraggling tackles and if that you've got to put them down straight away, else they they'll still they'll punish it. And I just found that like they probably converted sort of eighty five percent of their uh, opportunities, and some of those opportunities come from nothing. Um, so yeah, you, you you you've got to take your hat off to them. Uh, they're obviously very well drilled, and and they know each other. They know someone's going to be on the inside when someone makes half a break uh, and they've got the guys that have got the gas to be able to do it out wide as well so yeah um but you know it's not all negative i mean i think um the second half there the first 20 minutes because i i was in the first half i was kind of like okay let's because we always we always take a bit of time to get going um and then in the first half i was looking at the scoreboard and looking at the time and it was like they were scoring a point a minute this is if this carries on, it's going to be at least 18 nil. You know what I mean? And then we went in the sheds at half time, and we had a chat, and we, we made a couple of changes. And um, it seemed like those guys that came on made a good impact. And then it was like 60 minutes, and I don't think I think no, it was 58. I think, and they hadn't even they hadn't scored a point that 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 half. And we were kind of like frustrating them a little bit because they, you know, we were putting up a decent fight. Uh, but then obviously they'd made a couple of changes as well and had some fresh legs that came on. Um, but yeah, so I think that, that 20 minute spell sort of thing in the, in the first half, the first part of the second half, uh, we showed, um, you know, some sort of hope in terms of you were not going to play anyone better than Latvia now, uh, mm. for the rest of this, for the rest of this conference setup. Uh, and I think like what we took away from it was basically, you know, boys don't get your heads down. Uh, let's, let's keep building because, um, if we play like we did it, those first 20 minutes in the second half against Denmark or Andorra and Finland, then we're going to be in a very good place. So it's kind of just build from here now, uh, build on the positives and trying to forget about the, the scoreline, really. <laughs> you know. Did you know what their the tactics were going to be going into it? Because I know you guys said on the pod before that you were going to play quite a pragmatic game, try and keep it in the forwards and, and kick it quite a lot. But when you... They seem to have a. They seem to be going through the middle of the mall a lot, especially their big number eight and their number twenty who started. That was a weird that they all had different numbers who were starting. That was quite a weird mm-hmm. one. Um, but those two big lads seem to. I know the number eight scored a try where he just kind of went through the middle of a mall off a line out um, straight through, and then the ten they scored three or four tries from just cross field kicks, didn't they? So I'm wondering if you. If you kind of knew if that the, the, that was coming, or was that was that a bit of a surprise for you guys? Yeah, I think it, well, I didn't hear anything about that previous <laughs> to the start of the game. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can do you can do a lot of the analysis of how they played against other teams and stuff like that. We we knew they were going to be a big up front, um, and we knew with that they had a couple of finishes in the back. But the I mean, their ten I thought was fantastic. He got man. Yeah. Um, he was great. I mean, those crossfield kicks—it's—they're very difficult to um, to defend, and he did a couple of those, I think, um, which kept the momentum going. But with with regards to the mall thing, uh, we decided very very late, early on that you know, don't know why the boys had decided that they weren't going to contest the mall because I knew they, they knew that we were going to be mauling it. But sometimes those things just don't don't come off. So we decided right, contest the malls now at lineouts instead. And then I think at 
sort of um, five or ten minutes before the second half, we said let's let's revert back to just putting the ball up the jumper and uh, and and trying to take them on sort of like with pod work and stuff like that. So we kind of changed the game plan at half half time, and I think you, that obviously showed with that spell of twenty minutes where we played pretty well, where we were just kind mm-hmm. of doing pistons with the pods. Um, and then trying to trying to just break them down with the ball in hand because it felt like when we were kicking to them, okay, uh, Nathan will be the first to admit it. The kicking wasn't great. Um, we seemed to be kicking to their strengths really because when they were in open play, they made a lot of things happen. So when we were kicking the ball, maybe a ball should have gone out, um, which would have put us under lost less pressure. But the ball didn't go out; it kept in, and they ran it back and they 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 made a lot of ground off it. So then we decided let's try and keep the ball and. Um, and, and, fr- and frustrate them that way and I think we did frustrate them a little bit for the for, for, for 20 minutes in the second half yeah it's a tough one isn't it when you I mean it's happened to me a lot uh, when you turn up to a game and you start playing and you just know they're better than you and there's not mm. really anything you can do and then I guess with we were saying it on on the chat of the kind of pragmatic kicking territory pressure game kind of kind of goes out the window when they go 14 14 20 20 points up after you know 15 20 minutes and then it's like how would you claw your way back in playing that kind of strategic territory pressure game it's pretty pretty tough isn't it yeah no very very tough i mean um but i will say you know you can't fault the boys for the effort you know they, they were putting effort in for the full 80 minutes um and like you said it is one of those things you, you never want to admit it and it's it's you know you it's not until after you think actually yeah they were a lot better than us you, you you just concentrate on your own game and i was just trying to think right what can i do to, to 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 try and help with the cause and so i was trying to take some short balls as much as i could and just make make sure i hit my tackles when i needed to um but yeah but you know it's 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 difficult when you're up against a, a different caliber sort of thing yeah no and i thought i mean I thought the effort was was outstanding, and the way you carried on carried on going, and you scored the points at the end. And the try that we scored was some really good quick thinking from um, was it Stefan from, from no. a quick line out, and uh, your your Stavanger boy on the wing. Those those two looked sharp on on the edges and doing some doing some good stuff. But no, I mean, yeah, it's a tough day at the office, but you'll all be better for that. I think as a as a team as a as a unit. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, we, like I said, I mean, we 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 had a good, we had a good night together, and we 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 got together and had a court session there. And uh, one of the things that I, I was judge for the court session because I'm secretary secretary for the national team as well. Um, so I was I made sure because court sessions can be quite negative. So I made sure that um, that we always did the positive before we did the the the, the negatives on the, on the court session. So uh, court session went on a bit too long because it was. <laughs> I was trying to be too positive, but uh, <laughs> we didn't get through, we didn't get through everybody in the end. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, the, the the feeling and the feeling with it. I mean, I said I said it on the last pod, but the feeling is good. Like there's a, there's a, there's a good bunch of guys there now. Who, who you know, I've I've made some really good mates who I didn't think I would be mates with uh, from other clubs, and uh, I know there's we feel like a bunch of mates now. You know, which is really which is which is good. Um, so if we can just if we just kind of like build on like I said just build on what, what what the positives and 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 try and right some of the wrongs then um, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be good things coming from this this set of, this bunch of lads because they are a good bunch of lads. Yeah, great. And um, is there any? I mean, I've I've got a kind of uh, a positive that I saw um, where we take out of it. But is there are there any positives? I can say that after. Are there any positives that you want to take out? Any kind of performances you want to highlight? many of the boys or things that you did that you think yes this this is what we can take and, and go forward with it yeah i mean I'll, stefan uh, was well I, I thought he was fantastic he, he, he impresses me every game that i play with him because he can just make something happen out of nothing um when you saw it was up on the right hand side of the pitch just before his try him and nathan did it pretty much like a carbon copy of what they did in denmark when they had that try disallowed on the left going up and down like uh, Stefan's pretty much like a, a young Nathan Cummins, you know what I mean? It's uh, you can make things happen. So I was really impressed with him. I was impressed ge- generally with the with with the forward pack sort of toward in the second half, uh, the way that they kind of fronted up um, and putting some putting some good hits in. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
uh, it's just it's I know I know it keeps saying you sound like broke a record, but um, it's just that continuity and that making sure that we we play more together because Richie and and Rob are, are, they're, they're putting so much time and effort into this, um, and there's a there's a core group of guys also which are, are putting a lot of effort in. So we know where we need to be, uh, and we know we've got the potential to be there. Uh, we just got to we just got to put the work in now. I think um, so. We're gonna have a couple of weeks off. Uh, not think about anything rugby and stuff like that, and then and then it's going to be hitting the gym early early December with a with a strength and conditioning plan, which Rich is going to send out to us, uh, and then uh, into camp sort of like end of February, early March, and then we start building to probably have like two or three camps before the next three games. So hopefully we can we can we can build and and, and get that elusive W that which we're, we've been searching for. Yeah, I mean, I think from my from my end watching it on. On the TV, I thought the replacement front row did really, really well. Um, the scrum was kind of going backwards most of the game and then the replacement front row came on and it was really, really solid. And for a couple of guys who were relatively inexperienced in terms of scrummaging and stuff, I thought that was I thought that was really impressive. And yeah, the kind of the the subs in the second half, there was just a bit more beef, seemed just a bit more weight mm. in in the pack, which I think look good especially against a team like Latvia and when you weren't you know weather wasn't great and you're not trying to have a really mobile pack running around and and playing like fast rugby I thought the big the big lumps did did really well in the second half and apart from you apart from yours you know yourself mate and and Nathan Cummins it seems like a pretty young team as well pretty young squad especially in the in the forward pack so I think that's a really promising thing going forward having these experiences and and building that, hundred percent, yeah. The, the more, the more, the more games the guys have together, the, the better and better we're going to get. And it's nice that we've got kind of three games next in the spring, uh, in pretty cl- uh, quick succession. So, um, you know, if it's going to be a close game against Denmark, um, because they're going to be strong at home, I know that. Uh, but Andorra and Finland, uh, we, we 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 can definitely, I reckon, we can definitely roll them if we can if we if we can keep this group of guys together. And uh, and keep building, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's what we're, that's what we're targeting. So, uh, and then that'll be two wins out of five, uh, which which isn't too bad. Two wins out of four, sorry. Yeah, I would just like to hammer home the how impressive it was from from their replacement from row or Cedric and Tora. When you consider just how little rugby they've actually played, so they might have played two, three, four years in Norway, but that's not two, three, four years of full seasons of rugby like it would be in England or Wales, or France, or any other rugby-playing nation. It's five games a year, maybe six, maybe seven. So they've, they've probably got under 10 full games of rugby, and they're going out and doing that against a team that's training. And like you said, and some of them are playing two times a week in different leagues and training all the time, and they've gone and held their own. I think it is so impressive. No, I think uh, Tor and Cedric impress me more and more the, uh, the, the longer I get to know them. Um, they absolutely love it as well. They're they're such proud Norwegians, like, and it means so much for them to put that shirt on, like it does with all of us. But with those guys, they're two of the nicest blokes. Like they 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 might as well be the same person if if you ask me, because they both got lovely mullets. They're both big, big, handsome boys, and um, yeah, it means that the world to them. So I think them sitting on the bench, you know, and then co- coming on. I mean, Richie likes to have big boys uh, come on and make an impact. You know, calls them impact players, and 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 certainly the role that they played. Cedric and Tora both tell you they haven't got eighty in them, but most international front rowers don't have eighty in them. But it's what's really exciting is that they're 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 homegrown Norwegians that, like you say, don't play much rugby, but you put them in a situation where they they've got to go up against it. And you know, if you if you if you'd have said to me before the game that's what they're going to do, and you know we're going to be talking a part about the standout performance from those two. I probably wouldn't have believed you. You know what I mean, and that's no disrespect. So, but that's 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 what that's what I love about how we're developing because there's people who are, who are, are putting in, you know, big big hits and like Connor came on and was putting in some massive hits as well. Like he had no right to do that. You know, look at the size of him against some of the guys he was putting down. I think one of his first hits on his debut, and he he, he picked someone up and drove him right back, which I was really impressed with. But yeah, no, there's 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 a lot of there's 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 a few guys like that. It's just like I said, it's just about. You can have pockets of good play here and there, but you've you've got to put it all together. Do you know what I mean? And uh, hopefully that's what we can do. I know Tora, 
he started playing rugby because he wanted to be an international sportsman. And I remember he him telling me that he said, I had a choice between rugby and water polo. And uh, if you look at him now, I don't think he can, I don't think he'll, he can, he floats. So uh, I think he chose the right, I think he chose the right sport. But someone like Tora, I mean, even from when I met him three, four years ago, been eating pizza for four years to get to the size required to be like an international front rower because he is now absolutely enormous. And uh, yeah, someone like that, the, the improvement you see in him is is brilliant. Just with some some smaller experiences, some some decent coaching, which he, mm. he didn't get from me and Tom, but he got from some other people. But yeah, you just see like someone grow and, and, and develop into a really top class rugby player. Like if he was playing in England... If he went for a season in England, how much better he'd be. And, you know, propping, scrummaging is, is tough and it's technical and it's not just being a big, massive bastard who's no. strong. Like, it's really technical. And for those guys to be able to to learn that, yeah, like Tom says, playing four or five games a season is is really impressive. Well, well I think I think with both of them, what, what they're starting to do, it, this is like kind of, if I think back to like last year and... Uh, when the, you know from, from, and now last weekend they're starting to now understand how to use their weight mm-hmm. as opposed to before they were kind of had this mentality of like you know like anyone does when they start playing rugby like oh if I go half-hearted I might not get hurt but you when you when you have that click in your in your head that the harder I go in the easier or the less the better the, the better I'm going to come off they're starting to like Cedric's been playing a lot of sevens with with Trondheim, so his mobility's come up. He's lost a bit of weight, but he had a lot before. But he's still big, you know. So he's 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 relatively mobile. Tor as well. I think he was doing a, a bit of the sevens, and he's been he's been training hard. Uh, yeah. But I think I think the mentality <laughs> mentality. I always laugh when I say that that word in front of Tom. But there's there's a click that's switched in their in their brains of like, right, this is I, I'm a big boy. I can use my I can use it to my advantage. You know what I mean? Uh, they don't need to try and be a sevens player or anything like that. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's it, I'm really excited. And they're still both very young as well. That's really positive. No, I remember the first training session where Tora realised that no one could tackle him. And uh, it was like, a, you, Tom was there for that. It was like a light bulb moment where he went, oh, I don't actually have to stop when someone like tries to tackle me. I can just try and get through. Like I don't, and, I, and since then he's, yeah, he's been watching. I think he, uh, watches Ellis Genge videos before he goes and does does the day with his missus to get like motivated. So uh yeah. He's just people like that, you know, if you can get fifteen, twenty guys like that, who are that dedicated, who have that raw raw ability to to play for Norway and, you know, and the fact that they're Norwegian as well, like I know we talked about the rugby league team that's for chocker full of Norwegian boys who just bleed for the you know bleed for the badge and want to want to play so much for the badge and if we can get that going which we have you know we've got a good core of young Norwegian people or even you know people who maybe not necessarily grew up in Norway but are really passionate about the country I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's wonderful and yeah that's that's the recipe going forward isn't it yeah definitely and there's no crisis here like I said I mean we knew it was going to be a tough game and but I think uh it, there are some some really good positives, and I think I think of all the four the four debutants that were there at the weekend. I think they all put on a good on a put put on a good uh, show and proved that they you know they were worthy of the shirt. Which so big uh, big up to the four debutants as well. Yeah, and Giacomo, did you did you tax did you scatamelli? <laughs> yeah, I kept calling him Giacomo, <laughs> so his nickname became Lake 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 Como in the end. Uh, because because it's spelt Giacomo, where I kept calling him Giacomo. But yeah, we had we had an interesting interview uh, with no clothes on yeah, just after the game. But he he he, he was very proud to um to have uh, have, have, have played at the weekend, and I, I thought he, he he did a really good job. Yeah, he looks yeah he looks decent, and he gets around the park really well. Good in the line out. Yeah, right. We've talked about rugby and props enough, probably for the whole season. That was. A season's worth of talking about fucking scrummaging and props and stuff. What I want to know is how was the night out afterwards? How who was caddying you? 
Yeah, so Jens was my caddy in the end. Uh, he did yeah. a great, great job. I mean, there was there was times where I had like four or five beers because he just kept coming with beers. And oh, I but I, I, it was it was a bit of a weird one for me because um, my wife's sister came and watched the game with a few friends because uh, my my missus's uh, family home is like an hour and a half away from Riga, so they came up and, and watched. Yeah, so that was quite nice. So she she, she was there. Um, yeah, no, the, the 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 night out was was brilliant. It's always it's always the one thing about Norwegian beer being so expensive is that when you go anywhere else, it, you feel like a king. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you, you don't mind getting people beers and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, we we ended up yeah we had the banquet straight after straight after the game, which was pretty good. They put on a massive feed for us and a tap, which we could just help ourselves to beers. And then we went on the bus. We did. Um, we had uh, a couple of crates, which he stopped off and got us a couple of crates, and then we did the songs, and then everyone was really up for it with the songs and stuff. So people actually volunteered to do songs, so it came be like a, a little a cappella karaoke session on the bus. I had a few more beers, and then uh, yeah, we, there was a bar around the corner from the hotel which was selling three euro uh, Guinnesses, which was pretty tasty. Uh, we did the court session, and then we went to a club. But like I, I was kind of. Um, not babysitting, but I was catching up with my my sister in law. Uh, a few little boys were sniffing around as well. Because um, she, <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah, my missus won't mind me saying, but she's quite easy on the eye. So um, yeah, I was just trying to ward it, ward 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 the boys off it. Um, and then we ended up in a place where we just kind of like got a bit segregated and stuff. And then um, yeah, but after seven or eight hours of drinking, it was enough. So we we uh, went back off. And uh, but yeah, we we definitely our, our target was after the game to stick together. Uh, have a good time and 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 that mission was definitely definitely accomplished yeah nice you boys uh on the the away day pod you boys sounded pretty ropey on that sunday not gonna lie you uh yeah there are a few broken men you broken men getting interviewed for the pod fair play to those guys for actually uh actually letting you shove a shove a phone in their face and do that I don't think I had much choice. It was either that or have, or have, or have me talk straight at the face and, my, and the breath put them off. But yeah, uh, it was good. But yeah, we, we gave we gave it a good nudge. We gave it a good nudge. Yeah, Riga. Would you recommend? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> you see, from what you remember, I guess. Uh, yeah, I th- I th- some of the some of the photos I saw on my phone after. I think it was a really nice place. It's got a river running through it, and it's a nice old town. And I think I'd like to go back. To be honest, I mean, I've been there a few times just to fly in because when we go and visit Mrs. Mrs. Parents and stuff. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to get nice to go back and be and 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 see it in a different context. But um, yeah, good 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 place to go if anyone's. Apparently, it's one of the stag do cities of of Europe. A lot of stag do's go there and stuff. So um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was good. It was good good venue. Nice. And what I was wondering, actually, was so after the game, you boys went and you, you all eat together, and you you have yeah some beers with the with the Latvian boys. Yeah. How was how was the English with those with those fellas? Was it all right? Did you or was it more like uh, physical physical language? Yeah, they're 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 weird. These Eastern Europeans, like some some of them, like are, are they, they speak pretty good English, but the other ones are. They've got like I can say this because I'm I'm pretty much married to an Eastern European, but they have these like resting bitch faces, like yeah. so uh, <laughs> they you don't know whether they're excited or or they're angry because uh, the face is exactly the same and they're straight to the point because they're obviously speaking a second language. So like you ask them like, yeah, you know, how, how did you find the day? Yes, we were good. You very bad. <laughs> we very happy. It's like. All right, cool, nice one. Uh, moving on, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it, yeah. We 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 tried to mingle, and there was there's a few that couldn't speak English. But uh, I I was sitting next to a guy who played in uh, New Zealand, so uh, he he had pretty good English. So we had a good chat about stuff, and he, he was a builder and stuff. So yeah, they always make you sit in uh, like you can't sit next to your own team, so you have to meet right, yeah. the people there. It feels feels like you're being back at school and everything, but it's oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Tom's worst nightmare. Forced, nah. forced integration. Nah. It's not familiar. That I don't, I don't get it. Why? I don't even want to speak to the opposition after a game. Like when we socialise after the game, I look forward to socialising with my team after the game. I'm not really that bothered about talking to the opposition. It's not. It's like, uh... yeah, you're exactly right. Like because the last thing you want to do is that is towards them. And, but like because it was an early kickoff, 
we knew we had a lot of time after, so we just thought, right, let's just get the formalities done, and then we're, we're on yeah. the bus, and then it's just us boys together. So you can kind of know that it's certainly going to be an hour at max, and just do your thing, and then then off you go. Right, silly question, but what happens if you sit next to one of your teammates? Like, does a referee come in and like give you a yellow card? Like, what? What's the punishment? Like, what happens? Nah, nothing, nothing really. It's just like frowned upon. And when they're sitting you down, the like they tell you, no, you can't sit there because you can't sit next to your thingy. So you don't want to be an idiot. But then after the first, like after the after the food, people just swap seats around anyway. So we'll get up and go to the bar and whatever. So yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. I can imagine a few of those Latvian boys can uh, can put it away, both food mm. and, and drink. Did you yeah. see any of that, or was it quite civilized? Nah, they were they they were they were, they were probably like dreaming about protein shakes. To be honest, I think we oh right, we, we showed them up in that department definitely. <laughs> we, we 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 got one win, put it that way. Yeah, well, <laughs> at least you want something that's good. <laughs> awesome, right? I mean, I think I think we've we've covered that game pretty well and and the afters as well from what Adam is allowed to to say on the pod um sounded like a good sounded like a good time yeah so tough day at the office in terms of rugby but the rest of it sounded like a like a fun time um obviously you guys will be better for that experience but yeah as we said Latvia are, Latvia are a class team aren't they they uh they look they look really good team and yeah that playing against the team who came down from the the big leagues last time um, doesn't sound like they travel very well, but at home they seem yeah they seem pretty formidable. Um, right, I think Jones. Before we go on to the kind of season summing up the season, Jones, let us know what your what the national team's plans are. You kind of highlighted it before, but let us know what the national team plans are for next year. What games you've got? Kind of what time? I don't know if you know exact dates and stuff, but like home away what's what's going to happen in spring yeah so um i think it's 24th of april or like the, one of the last two weekends in april we've got denmark in copenhagen uh and then the start of may uh first two weeks in may i think it is um or the end of april uh, anyway within that sort of like mid april mid may we've got three games uh so the first one like i said denmark in copenhagen then we've got andorra at home and then finland at home so them be both being at home, like I said, they're 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 what we're gonna really target for for W. So uh yeah, looking forward to that. We've got a got some camp, so uh, uh, we're hoping obviously talking to yourself, Jack, hoping to get a, a, a camp down there in Christian Sand. Um because we were talking about it at the weekend and it was like it, it makes complete sense to keep the costs down if although a lot of the players come from sort of Stavanger or, or, or Oslo based, so um that's kind of in the middle for all of us. So people can just drive there, keeps the costs down, and also hopefully try and promote a bit of rugby in Christiansand. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I really like Christiansand. So it's a really good place to go. So we'll have a camp in Christiansand. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know where the, 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 the second camp's going to be. There's, there's talk about possibly going to Brighton and doing a camp. Right. Because uh, if we are going to do, say we did a, a, a camp in Oslo, there's going to be a lot of guys that have to fly there. So why don't we just fly to, to, to Brighton? Because obviously pitch availability and stuff like that. Um, so we can we can get a pitch in, in Brighton and uh, have a good camp there as well. So uh, that that's a talk at the moment. But uh, yeah, just bit build, building towards um, building towards these three games. Um, like hopefully... At that stage, you know, when 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 we come to Finland, we'll have we'll have met like four or five times before that game, uh, which is more than any other game we will have ever have, have had a many many meetings. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. And are you? I mean, are you feeling pressure for these for these three games? Like, I mean, like Richie said, Norway haven't won for a long time. Uh, mm. You guys are, are, are talking the talking the good talk. You know, you coming together unity the good group of lads and stuff but you know like you said before andorra finland you're saying these are games that you should win do you feel do you feel a pressure on on those games or are you just gonna go out and, and do what you're doing before um it's a good question actually i mean if to give you another cliche diamonds aren't made without pressure <laughs> so you can't tom's gone <laughs> tom's, tom's gone 
No, no, but you, you, you kind of need to put yourself under a bit of pressure because these things don't come, yeah, they don't come just by going for the motions. So, well, you've got to have like realistic targets, and I think they're definitely realistic targets. Having played them with it, you know, recently, uh, coming off the pitch, thinking that we should have won or at least done better and made and added closer. Now we're in a better position, and we know we're in a better position than we were before. It's just kind of like, it, you know, it's all adding up towards that. So. Um, I wouldn't say pressure. Um, I'd say you know we're building towards something which this the, the, the likely outcome will be the realistic target of beating them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean because those those saw a couple of the Finland games last year and they were both tight. Couple of movements and magic from their big winger sort of turned the game. Um, and then yeah, Andorra that was that was a bit of a shit show in terms of the weather, wasn't it? So you can't really read too much into that one um so yeah i mean this next spring we'll uh we'll do what we can on the pod to promote it we'll we'll preview we'll preview the shit out of all of those games and uh and hopefully we'll get you know we'll get a man on the ground that doesn't have to be you adam because i think people are sick of you talk shoving phone in their face and, and talking to them. Uh, let's be on let's be honest jack you're sick of me i'm you're sick i'm sick <laughs> Uh, he's he's turned he's turned he's wrangled his way into the pod and now he's everyone's favorite and he's like the he's like the main man so yeah he's like when on I've been chatting with chatting with Richie about this Christian side thing there and Richie was like oh yeah it was Adam's idea to have a Christian side and your reply was he's an annoyingly nice bloke isn't he you just want yeah. to hate me for some reason yeah, I do yeah I just I, I love you Jack I can't mate I can't you're not staying in mind when you come down to Christian son by the way that's uh that's can't. sorry your missus has already said that I can, so it's all. All right. <laughs> right. Awesome. Okay. As we said before, this is the final pod of the regular season for season two. What a season it's been. There's been some upsets in both league and union. There's been some cracking games. But I think at the end of it all, I know Adam Adam's scowling now. At the end of it all, the two kind of Winners of the of the two competitions retain their titles in in Lillestrøm Rugby League and in Sargana in Rugby Union. Adam, you boys won the sevens though, didn't you? Yeah, I was just about to say you missed out the sevens, yeah, which we yeah. We, we we won, yeah. So at least we got something. Yeah, nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Sargana won was their sixth in a row, and Lillestrøm won their second in a row so what Tom could comment on this one <laughs> so yeah uh, Tom you got any comments to make on, on Sargana continuing to dominate Norwegian rugby despite Adam Jones's men's best efforts and then Lidstrom starting to look like they're going to dominating the rugby league scene yeah Sargon are good at rugby I think we all knew that before the season started and it's continued to be the case um, yeah sort of my opinion on that <laughs> what about Illustrum to be fair I'm just shit scared of everyone from the Illustrum after watching them play a couple of seasons ago so I just want to make sure I don't go there and get recognised <laughs> and say anything wrong. But yeah, I'm sure they're all nice men off the pitch. Isn't that what you meant to say? Uh, no, not in rugby league, mate. In the uh, union, you're supposed to say that. In rugby league, I think it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit more of a free for all. Okay, so there could be horrible men off the pitch and horrible men on the pitch. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack's yeah, words. Yeah. Jack's words. I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying that's allowed. We can't all be uh, Adam Joneses. No, I think I think we should like make a campaign saying that Lillestrøm's the scariest place in Norway now because they've won the the rugby league. That should be like if you if you if you win the rugby league championship, you should have like a tag as like the baddest town in Norway. Hardest town in Norway, yeah, yeah, hardest town in Norway is now Lillestrøm because that's what they have in England, isn't it? It's the Man of Steel. If you're the best player in there, yeah, yeah it's the Man of Steel. It's not like players player or. Oh, best player of the year or some Ballon d'Or crap. No, he's a man of steel. He's made of steel, this bloke. Yeah. It's fucking hard. Yeah. We should have... We, 
Norway should have something like that. It should be like, is that what are those Vikings called that lost their heads and were absolutely wild? Like Bazooka or something. Berserker. Yeah, the Berserker. That should be like the best player in rugby league in Norway. Should win the Berserker award. Yeah, we should start that. We should have. Yeah, we should it, have. I wonder if we should have, have an awards. Yeah, we should have an awards. Yeah, we should. We should wait for the best player in the league. Yeah, send them in to us, and then we could have like a quick awards pod where we just go through like. Yeah, Adam, what were you yeah. going to say? Yeah, no, I was, I was going to say um, at our Uda board. Normally, what we do is we we have our awards evening for the season at our Uda board. So maybe we should have a wayside pod Uda board where we do awards evenings for the rugby community, and we give out our awards, or we can get people to vote in who they thought was player of the season and stuff like that. But I think it'd be more interesting to just do it as us as a pod who we thought was, the, you know, the hardest hit. Uh, we, we could come up with some... Just have an argument. Yeah, just have an argument, yeah. Put, put some nominations together and then discuss why we think and then whoever makes up the best argument gets that they get the award. I think that would be quite cool. Tom, Tom's just going to say Johnson for both of them and then he's not going to give an explanation why. He's just going to say Johnson because, because, because it's Johnson, because... Because it's better than you. That's it. End of. Like it's not that complicated. I don't know why people find this complicated. This argument of Johnson is purely. It's more flexible than you. He's faster. He hits harder. He does more. He's just the best player. I don't know. I don't even know how this is an argument. Like, open your eyes. Watch anyway. what he does. Anyway. He's worth like forty points a game to Blinder. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, that sounds good. I, I, I'd like to do a. Uh end of season awards the waist high end of season awards that sounds class if people want to see that let us know because uh, I'm sure there's there's a few boys to to pick from and yeah the Berserker award for the best the best player in the league we yeah but that's the rugby league union and league yeah we could have yeah so the league one would be best mentality the union one would be best mentality player yeah and in league it's the Berserker yeah the psycho uh, biggest psycho in the league yeah, uh, we'll come up. We'll come up with different categories, and we'll 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 have some fun with that. I think. Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, there's a few of them around. There's a few of them around the berserkers. I think that'd be a good award. No skill involved, just the biggest nutter in the whole league. I think our boy, uh, our uh, Romanian boy, is going to win that. Stefan, I think our Steph boy Stefan's probably going to win that award. My my hey, friend on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> the man who doesn't give interviews because, in his words. A Ferrari doesn't need marketing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Legend. But yeah, no, that would be a cool idea. Um, I just want to wind out them up a little bit. So for all the, for all the, we've, we've covered the West Coast quite a lot on this pod. You know, they've been doing some brilliant work in terms of the clubs coming up. The guy, the guys getting better, you know, the work that's been doing on that, on, on the coast has been, has been great. But ultimately, end of the day, Oslo and the surrounding area is still dominating Norwegian rugby. You'll win nothing with kids. <laughs> um, I'd like to. I'd like, I'd like to know. We we actually beat Sargana this season. Remember that? No, I don't. No, no one remembers. And then that. We, uh, so we we beat Sargana, and then um, I'm going to sound really sour now, but you want me to go like this anyway. So we beat Sargana, and then we would missed out on a place in the final because of a bonus point crap. So we could have beat Sargon again, potentially. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Potentially yeah. being the key word. If, buts, and maybes, mate. Yeah. The, the East is still dominating. The champions are still in the East. Oslo is still is still the city to be in if you want to play rugby. And uh, uh, as, long as, as, long as, the, as long as the rugby is in Oslo, because the fuckers don't like to travel. <laughs> <laughs> if they, have, if they should have your own fucking own league in Oslo and do your own thing and then let everyone else travel and do what they want to do. Bunch of knobheads. <laughs> it's taken me all season to get like this. You? Yeah. Vice captain of the national team, ladies and gentlemen. And captain of the West. And we, we, we lost out of the series because, um, yeah, there was about six guys from Oslo that travelled to Bergen because they couldn't be asked. Yeah, all good. Well, you know, on the, uh, on the sheet, mate, there's no asterisk next to it. It's champions... Of rugby Sargana, Champions Rugby League Lillestrøm, East versus West Champions East. That's all it goes down in the record books, mate. And that's uh, that's your job and the West Coast job to change that next year, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, if we need any motivation, then there it is. <laughs> right. Uh, I think we do we do some highlights. I think. I know Tom's highlight is getting the fuck out of Oslo and n- never having to coach Blinder ever again. But Jones, as someone who's who's played a lot more rugby than the rest of us on the pod this year, what's been your highlight of the year? I've really enjoyed being on the pod. It's been great because I feel like I feel like it's become a good tool to kind of like get the community together. Um, we all know what's been going on in the background. We can't say for political reasons uh, our own opinion about what's been going on with um, the, the the rugby forbund and all that kind of thing. But I think the pod's been a really good tool to to get people involved and get people closer and 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 organise things. I mean. That wayside bar bars when Ben got that together on the drop of a hat was was absolutely brilliant because that would have yeah. really really ruined our season. Uh, you know, with twenty seven guys going down there with no game potentially uh, was fantastic. But uh, so yeah, for me, it's been getting to know uh, a few more people and um, getting more involved with with the community of rugby. And uh, I think we're we're in a good place now. So yeah, uh, but yeah, the highlights. I just enjoy playing rugby, mate, and it's been it's been a good season. Yeah, if you like, I always say if you if you um, put your your measure of success on a result, and the result isn't what you wanted, doesn't necessarily it, then that makes it a bad season. The season's been great for me. I've been we've in terms of national team and and Stavanger, we've 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 gelled really well, and uh, it's been very enjoyable. I'm, to be honest with you, though, I'm, I'm glad it's over because it's been very intense. The last sort of like six, seven weeks have been pretty full on. So I'm looking forward to a break, looking forward to missing it a little bit, and then uh, get back into it. Sorry, mate. I assume you're you're about what are you about now? About hundred kilos, hundred five kilos, uh, hundred, yeah, hundred, hundred kilos. So when you come back from Christmas, you'll be what hundred and fifteen. Yeah, if if yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm going back to the UK, so yeah, I would say 115 and be be happy. I'd be happy with that. Nice. You'll be the biggest centre in the league, then, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, what's what, what's what's your, what, I'm interested in what you what's your highlight been, Jack? Yeah, I mean, in terms of in terms of rugby, I played a bit at the start of the year. I didn't play as much as I wanted to this year because of obviously life situation, moving down south and and, and doing all that kind of stuff. I think my highlight was although I wasn't playing in it, I should have been playing in it, but. Because I ripped my ear open playing for the Capitals against Lillestrøm, uh, I, I wasn't allowed to play. Was the Oslo Sevens? Uh, I think that's the first time Blendon have won something proper with all the other teams being proper teams for a long, long time. And uh, I thought the quality of rugby on show at that Sevens tournament was was really, really good, just in general by all the teams. And yeah, being the kind of interim interim coach for that was was great. Um, I thought that was I thought that was a real highlight, and then yeah, realizing that Christian Sandler as a rugby club was also a massive highlight because, like we say with rugby, I'm going to do I'm going to turn the cliche cliche machine on. Thanks, you have been inspired by Adam Jones. You know the thing about rugby is is if there's a rugby club, you always got home, and yeah, you always got mates. So um, yeah, Tom's rolling. Tom's eyes have gone back, rolling back in the back of his head. I can't even see him anymore. But yeah, I think just knowing that, knowing that wherever you go, and now in Norway with all these smaller teams, their clubs popping up and the communities kind of building, maybe in some part due to us, which I don't think so. But I think, I think yeah, just realize just seeing rugby grow and, and seeing people get involved is, is is good. But yeah, I'd say the sevens the sevens win was was my highlight. Tom, Tom. So in my highlight, if you're not going to ask me, Jack, I'm going to tell you anyway. My highlight of the season was. Being able to rip into Ed on a pl- public platform about his rubbish kicking, <laughs> it was it filled my heart with joy when he did that terrible. It was oh, it was when the Norway team played against their like combined Oslo team of like the non-qualified players, and the ball went out. Ed went and hobbled and fetched it, went to kick it back, and it was the saggiest, mankiest, worst kick I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, "Yes, I've got him." He was on the side, wasn't he? Yeah. Does that bother me? Does that hold me back? Out? Oh no, it does not. It was the saggy. It's the worst kick I've ever seen, and that is my rugby highlight of the year. Watch him do that. That was a great game, though. I really enjoyed that game. I remember turning up, and I saw Jonesy. I went, "Oh, he's a big lad, isn't he?" And he turned round, and he had twelve on his back. And I went, "What the fuck is going on?" 
<laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I played inside two two Saga boys, but that was yeah, that was a class day. That the uh, yeah, that, the North was game. Richie was fuming after that, which uh, I think we did our job well because Richie was so so pissed off after that game. But yeah, no, it's been a it's been a really eventful season. I think next season's going to be better, bigger, better, better rugby, more people playing. More waist high pods, uh, more guests, more everything. It's going to be, it's going to be good. We're looking forward to the next year. But um, I think we would just want to say to everyone as well from from the podcast, thanks, thanks for the support, thanks for listening. It's mad the like Jonesy gets messages from people who you say that they listen to the pod all the time, and people are going up to. People are going up, not to Tom in the north, but people are going up to Ed in bars and stuff, and going, "Oh, are you the podcast guy," and Ed going, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, oh, "Are you the one that? Are you the? Are you the one that everyone hates?" He's like, "No, no, no, no. That's Tom. He's uh, he's up north. You won't see him again." But now it's been class, and uh, we're looking forward to we're looking forward to the next season. Uh, Jonesy, you got anything to say, mate? Yeah, I just want to give a big shout out to Raven. Uh, so Raven is one of the guys who who sent me a message saying that he's just discovered the pod recently and he's he's been listening to them all. Uh, he, he actually lives in Switzerland, uh, but he's played rugby league uh, for for Norway. Uh, used to play for Stavanger, um, and he's playing he's playing Union now. He's playing twelve at, in Switzerland. So when he comes back, hopefully, but he's a, a massive massive follower of the pod. So yeah, big shout out to him and. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been an absolute absolute pleasure to be part part of the part of the the wayside pod this 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 season, and like the only thing I would like is a bit probably a little bit more uh, involvement from the guys who listen because I know we've got some avid listeners. If you've got any ideas um, or any topics you want us to discuss, please just feel free to drop us a drop us a line on Instagram or send me a letter because I'm so old and don't use those things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, all, all feedback's good feedback. So if you want to hear less of me and, and, and more of Jack or we'll get rid of Jack completely, then, you know, please send in your, your recommendations. And uh, we, 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 you know, we're here as a tool to, to help the community build. And I think it's uh, it's going in, in, in a good direction. Tom's hating this, isn't he? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> after all that, I think we'll give Tom, I think we have Tom the last word for season two, the Waste High Pod. Take it away, mate. I would like to thank your mum, my dad, my brother and my sister for all the support they've given me across the years for making me the person I am today and being able to bring you this podcast. Goodbye.